Warning, on today's episode we will be talking about creatures that may or may not exist and how some people get irrational on both sides of that argument. Let's talk about cryptids on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better from if you're a sci-fi fantasy writer, C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, which is available in most stores now, in theory. Let me know if it's not the one that you shop in, because I've been working really hard on that. And yeah, today we're going to be talking about a... we're going to be talking about cryptids, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, all that good stuff. The Meg... But before we get into all that, especially since I wonder how many of you know where I'm going to go with this, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people, and the more people that listen, the bigger the community, and the bigger the community, the better the chance that we get to talk to each other in real life, which is kind of why I do this podcast in the first place. So thank you to everybody who's already done that. And let's get into the show. Can you tell I'm like really hyped to talk about this? I've been... Okay, back in the day, we used to have a segment of the podcast that was just called Weird. And we talked about all kind of weird stuff. Ghost sightings, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, various cryptid things. And since I brought the show back and I've been doing it more regularly... I haven't brought that segment back for a couple of reasons. One, Brian's not doing the show with me, and it's so much more fun to discuss these things than it is to kind of wax eloquently, which is what I like to think that I do with this podcast all the time. And yeah, I, I know I just kind of ramble and prattle on a bit, but I like to think that I'm eloquent. But also because it's gotten to the point where I am so frustrated. Uh, like with everything that has a fandom around it, cryptids have become something that uh, it's really hard to discuss with anyone anymore. Because, well, you have people that absolutely fundamentally believe that various cryptids exist, and you have people that absolutely completely believe that such cryptids do not exist. And talking to either of these groups of people is kind of like talking to young Earth creationists in that they won't listen to anything that you're saying because they will just read you as saying the opposite half the time. And it's problematic. So let's start with my personal point of view. I don't know if any of these cryptids actually exist or not. I don't know. And that's where I really enjoy the entire topic. It's the unknowing. See, I'm a fan of this thing where you don't know. And you're okay with not knowing. And you take that not knowing and you have fun with it. And that may sound like I'm being overly sarcastic about that, but so many people feel like they have to absolutely know and absolutely be right or absolute, or they're 
completely wrong, that there's no gray area. There's no room for speculation or even fun. And that's, to me, where everything falls apart. And I mean everything. There's so much we don't know, and there's so much we are never going to know. If you can't get yourself to a place where you're fine with just not knowing, well, I I can't help you. I really can't, because most of life is not knowing. It's making decisions without 100% of the information that you need to make a good and proper decision, and doing what you can to fill in the blanks through intuition and hoping that you did the right thing. That's true in business, that's true in relationships, that's true in all of life. And if you want to cripple yourself right from the get-go, allow yourself to fall into the fallacy that you're only going to commit to things that you absolutely 100% know what the correct, proper, and true thing to do is. Because, sorry to say this, but life doesn't work that way. And that that's, to me, where I get frustrated in this entire debate. I like talking about cryptids. I've always loved talking about cryptids. Since I was a little kid and I first saw Boggy Creek, I liked talking the legend of Boggy Creek. I love talking about cryptids. Because they were part of folklore. I remember growing up with my great-grandparents telling me stories of the Blue Man, which is kind of our regional version of Bigfoot. He, he's not blue, it's just the stories started, were first told, first encounter stories that were widely published around here, were by a guy, I think his name was, was like Samuel Blue or something like that. Anyway, his last name was Blue. And so the creature became known as the Blue Man. And yeah, I, I remember those stories and they were fun. And whether or not they were true or not didn't matter. And that's what I think people forget. Like, one... If there is a bloody great ape running around in the United States right now, that's amazing. That That's phenomenal. That is one of the greatest things that we will ever discover because we will learn so much about our own evolution. If there's not, the folklore and experiences of said creature are so fascinating that they tell us a lot about the human psyche and who we are as a people, as a populace, and as a civilization right now. So regardless of whether or not there is a Bigfoot or there is not a Bigfoot, it's a fascinating topic to discuss. Whether there is a Sasquatch, whether there is a Loch Ness Monster, whether the the Ninkinanka is a real creature or a misidentified hippo or some other critter for me at least is not the point because you know one of me there's a part of me that wants a lot of these creatures to be true just because i love the idea of these strange creatures eluding us and who knows i mean apes were cryptids you know gorillas were cryptids until they were discovered who knows but that's where we get to have fun with all this Because it's the stories and what the stories tell us and how the stories are told 
the reverence and sometimes awe that you hear in the voice of people that claim to have encountered various cryptids. That tells us, I think, so much more about humanity and who we are. And it's worth listening to without seeing people as crazy. Because uh, if there's one thing that drives me mad, it's insisting that it's the fundamentalist idea that my interpretation of reality has to be imposed on everybody else. Because I am not sufficiently grounded in all knowledge and wisdom to proclaim that I am the true knower of all that is to be known. And if more people, just, just some people, but if more people would open themselves up to the possibility that other people's experiences are different from their own, I think the world would be a better place. And that doesn't mean you have to start believing that there are Sasquatch or there are fairies or any of the other <laughs> wonderful creatures we could discuss. It doesn't matter if you believe they exist or not. It doesn't matter if I believe they exist or not. It doesn't matter if the people that are telling the stories actually believe that they exist or not. These are stories that we have been telling for centuries, if not thousands of years. They are part of our heritage. I'm Irish by descent. And so the story of the fairy folk means a lot to me in a strange way that I can't quite explain. When I read the stories of Nuwada and the coming of the Tuatha de Dedan, I, I don't, I don't know why it moves something inside of me, but it does. Now, does that mean that I believe that any of these people ever existed or do exist or dot, dot, dot? I don't, I honestly could care less. That's not for me the point. It's that interesting connection I have with my heritage. When I read these stories, when I read the book of invasions, when I immerse myself in Celtic legends and Irish legends and speci you know, specifically, it moves something inside of me. And I'm kind of one of those people that like, as long as you're not hurting other people, I really don't care what you believe. Like, honestly, you could believe that your doorknob is the Lord and savior of the universe. And that by it allowing you to go in and out of your house shows whether or not you are worthy of salvation. As long as you're not hurting other people or trying to force other people to have that belief, more power to you. I'm fine. <laughs> it does. It, it's an idea that doesn't hurt anybody. And for the most part, I would say that's at least the way a lot of cryptid work is going. It not only doesn't hurt people, it might actually be helping all of us. There have been moves in various states, countries, parliaments, what have you, to have Bigfoot, Sasquatch, recognized as a legitimate species. And sometimes that happens. And when that happens, their habitat is marked off. 
I think this does two things for humanity. One, it creates a sacred space that we're not allowed to touch and mess with, which is important, especially with the environmental calamity that is not so slowly inching our way. But it's protecting the wild. It's protecting the forest. What about in New Zealand, where the Maori were able to get a river named a person? And the council, its guardian, so that they could speak on its behalf and clean up the river. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, the river is not encrypted. We can actually see that there's a river there. Yes, but they're speaking for the spirit of the river. And that, to me, falls into the cryptid territory. Do you know if there's a spirit in that river? I don't. And it's not my place to say whether there is or not. Because what's actually happening there is these people are taking their beliefs, they're taking their ideas of what is in this world, and actually finding ways to protect the very real world that we have that needs our protection now more than ever. And that's an interesting, interesting thing. How many people who would never go out into the natural world, who would never go out into the woods and see the glory of nature, do so because they believe that Sasquatch is out there and they want to find one? Think about the health benefits they get of actually doing the hikes and walking around and looking. The camaraderie that they find in this world where it's so easy to feel alone and isolated. And it's not dangerous camaraderie. There's not Bigfoot extremists out there threatening the world. It's one of the safest things to believe in if you really think about it. These ideas, these notions, these creatures, whatever they are, are bringing people together. And they're bringing people together to discuss folklore and keeping the old stories of our ancestors alive. They're adding to that folklore and continuing to develop it, which keeps our culture alive. People make fun of me because when something silly or weird happens, I often say, huh, the Fae did it again. And do I believe that there are literally little fairies flying around me doing things? I don't know. Probably not. But it's a way for me to just kind of wave off the, some of those little irritants. They could ruin my day. They have a name, they have a personality, and I expect them to be mischievous. So when I stub my toe, when my foot catches on a board... I'm walking out on the deck or something. Ah, there it is, the Fae doing it again. Because I expect that mischievous nature to be in the world. And so, instead of getting angry, instead of getting upset or frustrated, I kind of laugh at the moment. Because the little people got me again. I need to be more observant. And it changes my personality and it changes my perspective on things. I, for the most part, would say that I don't believe that there are actually little people running around. But it does, to me, see, trying to even answer that, you can hear me giggling because it's such an absurd thing to say, do you really believe that? 
because it doesn't matter whether I really believe it or not, at least not even to me. I see the positive benefit in allowing that joke to be said and to letting that just be a part of my life. And I think there's something innocent about that. I've met so many people that ardently believe in, in the fae, in the fairies, in the wee folk. And they're good people. And they're honest and they're sincere people. And they want to take care of the world and they want to take care of the environment. And they believe that the spirits are telling them to be good to people. And to be live honest and true so the mischief doesn't come get them. That's not a bad lesson to learn. So why should I spend any effort? Why should I spend any of my time and energy fighting these people? Because see, that to me is the problem with our modern world. So many live in this mythological disenchantment where their imagination is no longer allowed to run free and populate the world with little fey and sprites. So they get angry when they stub their toe. They get frustrated when these little chaotic things happen. Instead of just shrugging it off. Because they have a story that they tell themselves that makes it not a big deal. And that to me is where cryptids are helpful. Then I think they're just fun stories to tell. Who doesn't like sitting around a campfire or just sitting around with your friends every now and then? talking about the Patterson-Gimlin film or this, that, or the other thing. It's a fun conversation to have because there are no stakes. That's the other wonderful thing about cryptids. It doesn't affect me or the universe if any of these things are real or not. If I want to go on with my friends and have a moment talking about the Loch Ness Monster or the Ninkinanka, because I'm kind of obsessed with the Ninkinanka, and talk about it for hours and days, like we do sometimes when we get together. It doesn't hurt anyone, whether it's real or not real. We don't take it all that seriously. But it gives us something to share. And in so doing, we're learning about the culture and the people that's of the surrounding area. So we can tell their story better. And that, to me, is valuable. So I'm not saying that I'm necessarily going to be talking about cryptids on the show in future. I might. I've, I've been thinking about it. Because I think it could be fun. But before I did, I just kind of wanted to put out a manifesto, if you will, about what, why I find talking about these creatures, mythical or not, fascinating and valuable. Because if you can't live in a world where you make room for magic, what's the point? I mean, seriously, what's the point? If I have to understand everything, I, I don't exactly understand the science of what happens when I cook my food. And to get over that, we've created this wonderful mythology of the Maillard reactions. Because there are so many, and we don't know exactly what all of them are, that we just throw this wonderful word over all of them so that I can feel like I know what's going on. 
Ah, that's the Maillard reactions. It's the same thing as saying that a fairy made me hit my toe. Because there's so many little things going on. That's not really a true statement. It's kind of true. But we let one go and we mock people who use the other one just because one sounds more sciencey, one sounds more disenchanted. I'm tired of living in a disenchanted world. I'm all about the muse, I'm all about the cryptids, and I'm all about just having fun. His life has enough grim on its own. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this, rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. Those help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, you can hit me up either on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C. Dorson on both. Or in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can also go over to projectshadow.com and find links to everything else over there. Um, including the Facebook page and the Facebook group that, honestly, yeah, I kind of want to do, but I'm, I'm bad with Facebook. So help me. If you're into Facebook and you want me more active over there, join the Facebook group and help me be more active over there. Alrighty. Um, if you get a buck, you can throw my way. That really would help out a lot. You can, while you're in the show notes, go and leave me a voice message. You can click either on the Patreon or the community support link. The difference between the two is people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. It really does help out a lot. It really does. It's kind of how I make a living. Thank you to everybody who does that it really does mean the world to me if you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like joining the project that's fine that's perfectly all right but if you know somebody you think might like this podcast do share it with them that helps out a lot too i hope you are enjoying everything that we're doing over here got a lot of crazy stuff coming soon i want to announce more about the sci-fi thing but i'm going to hold back i'm going to hold back it's going to be the hardest thing that i do but I'm going to hold back until I have more to show you. So until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.